Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 33. Um, oh yeah, kids, you can go um, with that beautiful couple back there. Usually it's Pastor Russ, not so beautiful. I mean, um, um, he's probably watching online. I'm at the dock his pay. He's been gone two Sundays. Um, that's $1.50. Um, I, I was going to start with it. Yeah, let me start there. I got to tell you about something I did this week. We order. If, if you don't know me, I'm this prayer anointing freak. I mean, I just, people laugh. One Sunday, April came in and, and they said to JC, said to JC, oh my goodness, it's leaking from the roof on our computers. And my son, no, that's my dad, you know. And we ordered about 50 more vials, so just little vials to, you know. And I'm walking around and I'm, I'm, I'm anointing. But I'm like, man, it just, there's just nothing coming out because the vials were empty. So I had to start all over again, man. Um, yeah. I want to talk about what they just sang for a second, if you don't mind. I, I, I hope you understand what that was saying for your everyday life. Okay? If you are under anything. Now, hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're never going to be. I, man... Coming in today, do you ever have one of those days where Satan was up in your face from the moment you got out of bed? I mean, man, you can ask my wife. See, when that happens, don't tell anybody I said this, but I become a griper. Anybody else here a griper? You know? And I was just griping and griping and griping. And, and, and I hate when my wife tells me the truth. Did anybody else here hate when your spouse tells you the truth? You know, and she looked at me and basically told me, you need to get saved. You need Jesus in your heart. You know, I'm, oh man, that's cold. And that wasn't exactly what she was saying, but I think she knew. I mean, there is an oppression. There is a, an attack. There is, 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 is a dynamic in our world. And often we think it's people, but it's not people. We say amen to that. Hear me. It's not people. If you're a Republican, it's not Democrats. And if you're a Democrat, gets, I mean, if you're a Democrat, it's not Republican. What's going on in our world is satanic. I'll say it again, y'all missed it. What's going on in our world is satanic. Okay? And the oppression you feel and the way you feel under things and the way you feel like you can't get on top. I want you to get this mentally, emotionally, relationally, maritally, financially. You've got to get it. You've got to understand. But you've also got to listen to the song. You can be set free. In our church, Jesus isn't on the cross because Jesus rose from the grave. And because he rose from the grave, you can be set free if you want to be. Please hear what I'm saying. If you want to be. 
See, there's a lot of folk that call themselves Christians and they're just comfortable. Well, you know, my mama did this. My daddy did that. Well, you know, this is a biggie. My ex did this. Just because your ex was a jerk or your mama was a jerk doesn't mean you need to be a jerk. And if you call yourself a Christian, just because your mama spanked your behind, which you should have, then the bottom line is that doesn't give you the right to be an idiot. Everybody still love me? You've got to hear this. You've got to understand this. It's not that I don't care what has happened to you, but I want you to understand that no matter what has happened to you, you can be set free. You can be saved. You can be sanctified. You can be made new. You can be made into the person. No matter where you are or where you've been, you can be made into that person that God created you to be. That God designed before he even created the world. Is everybody with me? Is anybody as excited as I am? I know nobody gets quite as excited as I am. But the bottom line is, I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Because there's too many people that walk out those doors and just are the same as they were when they came in. That's on you. Don't blame that on God. Don't blame that on the preacher. Don't blame that on the church. Blame it on the person in the mirror. Amen? See, that I, I'm not trying to be mean. A lot of people think I am, and that's okay. You know, I love them. I probably don't like them anyway. But the bottom line is, you, you need to hear what I'm saying. The bottom line is, you don't have to live there. You don't have to think there. You don't have to relate there. Just because, okay? You don't understand how tired I am. And if any of you are psychologists or psychiatrists or anything like that, you need to hear what I'm saying. You've got to be careful with these prognoses that you explain them. My brother's a, a psychologist and he runs two mental hospitals. And every time I get off the phone with him, he says, I got a bed for you, buddy. <laughs> Could you imagine having a brother like that? Now that's oppression. He's probably listening. But hear what I'm saying. You've got to understand when you get a prognosis, that doesn't mean that prognosis has to live the rest of your life. Okay? I was in an ardent depression. I can't explain it. I could tell you this though. People would say it's not your fault. That was a lie. It was my fault because I had sin in my life that I needed to deal with. People don't want to hear that. Okay, people want to, oh, it's not your fault, it's chemical, you know. I, okay, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not busting on you. What I'm saying is you don't have to live there. It doesn't have to drive the rest of your life and define the rest of your life. Are you with me? You need to understand this. I want you to understand, Jesus rose from the grave, and that means something to us. Okay? I'm sorry, that's a caveat. That's not even the sermon. I took in members this morning, and it was kind of cool. Um, the, the one thing I'm very proud of in our church is what we call Riverview Groups. And in Riverview Groups, every day, and I, and I hope everybody will become a, a member of Riverview Groups eventually. Um, 
Every day they read a couple of chapters, they respond to it, they, they, they dig in it, they discuss it together, um, they come together, hopefully they expect each other to live it and, and learn from it and the, and the whole bit. Well, the Riverview group this week started in the Ten Commandments and kind of moved on and, and talked about the fact that uh, we're supposed to give our first fruits and, and it, was just, it was just powerful, okay? And this is one thing, as we read this passage of scripture, this is one thing that really bothers me, is that I find very few people in the church or out that call themselves Christians that I find much difference in between us and a world we say we're out to win. Last week, we talked about love. And man, I, I explained, love is not like the world. Love is, well, if you like me and if you love me, you do what I want, I'll love you. No, love is agape. Love is no matter who you are, how you feel about me, what you do to me, I came here to die for you. Church, that's who we're supposed to be. That's who we're supposed to be. And I know many of you think, man, pastor's a freak. And he is. But the bottom line is, I want you to hear this. And I want you to, that's who we're supposed to be. And we're having very little impact on a lost and hurting and hopeless and helpless world because we're no different. Because we talk, talk, talk and go live just like them. If you're mad at me because you think I'm talking about you, well, then maybe I am. I love you enough to do that. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm not moving on until I see y'all heard what I said. Okay? You got to understand, it's so important for us to get this. In Ephesians 33, I'm going to start with 15, but we'll have 16. up. Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? Now, here's the part I want you to get here. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Kids. We're supposed to be different. When God says in his word, we're supposed to be a peculiar people. You ever read that one? I don't know whether it's in all the versions, but it says it in the old version. And I grew up in the old version. All right? And peculiar doesn't mean weird. Amen? Well, you know, I just have to be different. I have to be weird. No! You're peculiar because Almighty God is in your life. You're peculiar because Almighty God has saved you, set you free, made you new, forgave you of your sin, cleansed you from all unrighteousness. Here's the time you're supposed to say amen, all right? I mean, Almighty God never leaves, never forsakes. He's inside of you. 
He is the almighty God who created everything that is, and when it gets broke, he knows how to fix it. How or why would we be like everybody else? And I'm going to throw this in here, and this isn't part of the sermon. But church, how or why would we allow each other to act and think and talk like everybody else and not confront? I actually had a leader one time I was sitting at, at, at lunch with, and I was talking about the Matthew dynamic where it talks about confronting people. And if, and if it doesn't go well with you, you take another person. If not, you take the, the leadership, and, and eventually, if they're just, uh, you know, you throw their butt out. Not their butt out. You throw them out. And this leader looked at me and said, oh, we don't do that anymore. And I thought, well, maybe that's our problem. We don't expect anything. As long as you come in, and the word I hate most is as long as you're nice, you do understand that nice is neither a gift nor a fruit of God's Holy Spirit. It's not. You know? And and that's why people get so mad at me. Because I don't know how to be nice when somebody's doing something stupid and sinful. I just don't. I try my best to be kind. That is a fruit of God's Holy Spirit. But honestly, sometimes I got to shuck the corn. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, the church isn't used to that. They're used to politicians in the pulpit. No, I'm serious. And you have to say, I don't know how to do that. You know, I'm just not good at that. You know, if it's black, it's black. If it's white, it's white. There is no gray. But that's what's happened to us. We've kind of fudged and made everything gray. I mean, we love you so much. We're going to allow there to be sin in your life. And we're not going to say anything because we don't want you to Leave the church. People say that stuff to me. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. They may leave the church. Well, they already left Christ. Wouldn't that be the next natural step? You say, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this, and I want you to hear what I'm saying, okay? Is everybody listening? Here's the cool part. You got to do a letterman. You don't know that's me. I get up every morning and I get born again again. You say, well, I don't have to. You know, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. Well, you go ahead there. But I know one thing. I'm kind of a weak goofus. And I'm sure that yesterday I did something stupid. And my wife's sitting there going, hallelujah. <laughs> you know. And I just want to, I want to cover all my bases. I just get up and I automatically ask God into my mind, heart, and soul, and life again. Amen. And I ask his forgiveness. 
you know? And I just asked him to cover me with his blood. And I asked his Holy Spirit to enter me and, and set up shop at the center of who I am. And you say, well, why do you do that every day? Because before I start, I want to make sure that God's the center and not me. You hear what I'm saying? And then from there, God's kingdom and God's world is mine. I'm his kid. Adopted, but it's his kid. I bear his image. Here's the coolest. Let's skip right over. No matter how many bucks I have here, I have an inheritance like the inheritance of Jesus Christ someday. I am a trust fund baby. Amen? I understand this, that as I walk out, after a few coffees, it's me, Jesus, and coffee in the morning, kids, telling you right now. It's ready when I get up, and I'm pouring that stuff, and when my wife gets up, she's like, where'd all the coffee go? I don't know. But when I get up and I walk out, are you listening? No matter what I've done, no matter who I was, no matter how weak I feel, no matter how bad the attack may be, I'm God's child. I've got the power and wisdom and glory of God. And here's the key. I've got the vision of God for my life at the center of who I am and where I'm going. And I know this, no matter whether Satan likes it or not, I can be that and I can do that because Almighty God is living in the center of me. Please hear me. Please hear me. Coffee's good, but you need Jesus. You need Jesus at the center. You need to make Jesus Christ Lord and King and empowerment and focus and gifting and everything you need for today. Oh, but pastor, you don't know my life. I can match you bad for bad. Please don't be mad at this word. I can match you stupid for stupid. Are you with me? Man, I have done knucklehead things. Oh, my stinking goodness. Anybody here done knucklehead things? You know, I mean, I don't know anybody that hadn't. So quit listening to Satan telling you you can't because you did knucklehead things. Understand, I asked God to forgive me. I confess my sin. That stuff's gone, baby. That stuff's gone. Amen? When I ask God to come in through the person of his Holy Spirit to the center of who I am, he doesn't say, well... Have you done everything right this week? He knows I've none done everything right this week. Amen? Even with him at the center, I'm still goofy. Are you with me? But here's the point. I don't have to let goofy and sin and the past define who I am today. 
No matter what I've done, no matter what is in my life, no matter the addiction, no matter the struggle, I am real tired of people telling me, well, you know, he can't overcome addiction. Somebody showed me that in God's word. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Well, you know, I've got this bad habit. Me too. You don't tell me yours, I won't tell you mine. But you need to hear what I'm saying. All of it can be placed under the blood of Jesus Christ. And by the power of God, you can be raised to be that person, that man, that woman that you were created to be in the first place. If you, by his grace, choose to be. He ain't going to make you. But this morning, if you choose, and kids, I want you to come up here and sing that last song again. Where'd Brent go? All right. This morning, listen to me, don't watch them. They're much prettier than I am, but just watch me for now. This morning, are you listening? No matter what has had a hold of your life, you can be set free. No matter what has been dominating your life, you can be set free. No matter what or who has absolutely been infecting and impacting you, you can be set free. And they don't even need to die for that to happen. Are you with me? Today's a good day to make a decision. Amen? Today's a good day to say no more. Today's a good day to say, you know what? As I walk out that door today, I am going to be that man. I am going to be that woman. I am going to be exactly who God created me to be. He chose me. He saved me. He set me free. He redeemed me. He absolutely covered me with his blood. He filled me with his spirit. I am going to be that person. Let's stand. As we sing this song, if you're making that choice, Come stand or kneel. And let's have a word of prayer after we're done, okay? And I don't care if you've been to church 400 years. It's for you too. Right now, I want you not to leave stuff outside. I want you to bring every struggle, every chain, every temptation, every sin, every addiction, everything that's binding your life. I want you to bring them front and center and lay it down before Jesus Christ. And I want you to praise God That God doesn't sit in heaven. He reaches down. And he takes those things for you. And he raises you and them up to victory. And we praise his holy name for it. Father, right now, I can imagine that Satan is working on minds and hearts saying, well, this is for super Christians. This isn't for you. Father, you died and rose again. And sent your Holy Spirit for everyone. Father, I pray for victory this morning. I pray for deliverance this morning. 
I pray for power this morning. I pray that whatever it is, that Lord, you would reach down and Lord, you would raise us up. And in the middle of this crazy, chaotic, hopeless, helpless world, we would stand out because of what you have done and are doing in our lives. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thanks. We give you glory. And it's in your holy and precious and almighty and all-powerful name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.